Hello, hello, and welcome to an episode of the Pick and Play Podcast where we're going to be breaking down the GOATs. We're going to go through our Mount Rushmore of GOATs. Uh, We're also going to kind of go back and forth on this, and then we're going to end the pod talking about some technology. Technology meets art. Talking about top shots. And to break all that down, Leo, how you doing? I'm good, man. Hey, before we started recording this, I just wanted to make sure to get this out there. Uh, I was listening to the I Am Athlete podcast. Uh, I don't know if you watched that one or not with Brandon Marshall and Chad Johnson and uh, Fred Taylor. Uh, They put out the episode with Cam Newton, and and I love Cam. You know, all year I was trying to defend Cam from the haters. Uh, It it was a great episode, so I just wanted to make sure you should go and watch that once we're done here. Uh, He he talked a lot about his season with New England. I'll put that on my list. Uh, I do check out, I would say I check out some of the blurbs from them. Um, I haven't listened to a full podcast. Uh, it's actually a pretty hot time for podcasts right now. Charles Barkley was on Ben Simmons' podcast, Bill Simmons' podcast. Holy shit, is that gold. Um, also, I missed that one. It's worth a listen. Oh my god, I listened, I've listened to it like nine times. Okay, alright. So it just keeps going. After this recording then. It's like an hour of 40 minutes of Charles Barkley being pure Charles Barkley. It's insane. Um, but I'll give that Cam Uncensored Newton a Charles check. Barkley? Huh? Uncensored Charles Barkley? Yes. <laughs> Okay, that's what I, alright. Bill, I don't give a fuck about what they think. I'm like, alright, perfect. Here we go, Charles. <laughs> he, he, my favorite quote from the whole thing, and there's a lot of good stuff, is he laughs really heartily about how uh, people think he cares who wins and loses. He's like, I want this game to be over so I can go fishing. I don't give a fuck. I have friends on both sides. Y'all are so funny to me. So he, he really breaks down his total view on the NBA, his beef between uh, the younger generation. But that's their pod. This is ours. Um, let's, let's go about this. This is a Mount Rushmore, um, our sports Mount Rushmore. Uh, I don't have mine in a particular order because I just really couldn't one verse two over the fields. Um, I've whittled it down to four. I'm assuming you have a list of four. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Mount Rushmore, yeah, gotta be four. four. All right, so let's do this. Go ahead, give me your one. I'll let you know if it's on my list. All right, I'm gonna start off with one that I think may be on your list. Uh, I'm gonna start with a person that we were just speaking about off mic. The first person on my list here for my Mount Rushmore, the great Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods. Do you have him before I go into my Tiger Woods bag? I don't. He he missed the cut. All right. Well, let me make my argument for him. Then. Yep. Tiger Woods, and I know that there'll be some arguments with, with some other names like Arnold Palmer and yep. you know and and uh, Greg Norman and, and some of the old greats. Tiger Woods is the greatest golfer of all time, and I'm not willing to debate it. Yeah, I I don't think that's debatable. You what, know, sir? I don't think that's debatable. You know, give me the reasons why you have him in there. Let's let's list that. All right, we have 15 majors, uh, three shy of the all-time record, uh, 82 PGA wins, most weeks at number one ranking of all time. Yep. Uh, and just to, to put into perspective how great Tiger Woods has been, from 2010 to 2019, Tiger, as we know, struggled with back issues and a whole bunch of personal stuff. In that time, from 2010 to 2019, he ranks third of all time 
in weeks at number one while he was dealing with all the crap that we already know about, which would be third all-time behind also Tiger Woods and Greg Norman. Uh, Not only that, he's the most dominant athlete to touch a golf course. Uh, He shaped the future of golf, and he trailblazed for black people around the world to to even be able to play golf. I don't know if you've seen the the documentary that's on HBO, but he goes, or they go into detail explaining how when Tiger Woods burst on the scene, people that looked like him weren't allowed to play at a lot of the courses that he played at. Uh, And so that factors in for me. That's some legend shit. Uh, Tiger Woods, my number one selection. Yeah, there's a couple things for Tiger Woods that prevented me from putting him on the goat of goats. Uh, One of them is what you mentioned. He is going for Nicholas's record. Um, The one thing, now, I cannot in any way, shape, or form argue that Tiger Woods wasn't the single most dominant golfer at a period of time. Um, To give everyone an idea of how golf is bet and played uh, and how it works is there can be a field of hundreds of golfers for an event. Hundreds. Now, it is rare that you ever have a golfer that's more than five or six to one for a major event. It's just tough. There's going to be 200 people, 100 people competing, and these are 100 of the world's best golfers. In Tiger Woods' peak, you could go years, years, period, where you could pick one of two things. You could take Tiger Woods to win, or you could take everybody else I don't know if there's a single thing I can point to that'll show his dominance more than you could bet on every other golfer in the fucking world for years at a time or you could bet on Tiger Woods and do you know why because Tiger Woods was gonna fucking win and sometimes he was gonna blow everybody out out of a field of the best people in the world The gamblers said, no mas. You either take the winner or you can try for everyone else. The only reason he didn't go on my list is we are picking four athletes out of the annuls of time. And if he ever climbed the top and got to or tied Jack, I would move him up. But as of this recording... Tiger Woods has been derailed through his entire career with injuries and things outside of his life. As we're speaking, there is a report that Tiger Woods has been pulled using the jaws of life out of a single car collision in which his vehicle rolled over multiple times at 7.12 in the morning. I don't have an update on his status. But we are talking about what's holding him back from that top list. And we are talking about a top list of the greatest of all time. And I think those things have bled too much into his life and taken away that little bit. But as far as domination goes, I, I've got nothing. I, the, the, that, that stat of him, you could take him or you could take everyone else. The Tiger Woods in the red, iconic, iconic. But that's my only drawback. And we're talking about, again... Gods. <laughs> right, right. And so Tiger Woods, for me, uh, you, I, you might be into golf, you know, like golf might be your thing. Golf is not my thing. I don't like golf. Uh, the occasional trip to Top Golf is about as golfy as I get. Yeah, okay. And when Tiger Woods is golfing, I'm sitting in front of my TV watching golf. 
uh, I'm watching it. And, and that's been true yep. since I was 10. That's true today. If Tiger Woods is in a major playing golf, I, I'm watching that. And he's the only person in my 29 years of life who's made me sit down and watch some golf. So I had to give him a little shout out here on my Mount Rushmore. Yeah, and we are monitoring the situation closely. They have released pictures of the car, and it is mangled. Um, prayers up to Tiger, man. Prayers up. He was taken to a little hospital for his injuries. His condition is unknown. That makes me feel a little uh, uneasy, him unknown, and just looking at the crash. But let's move on. Uh, of course, things are topical now. Uh, my number one on my list... Again, sorry, I don't have this in order, but I, I think we're both going to have this. Um, I have Michael Jordan. Uh, it, I you don't know, have Michael Jordan. I really, when I looked at what Michael Jordan's all-around stats on the court, six championships, never losing. The offense and defense he is able to provide throughout his career is what put him over the top for me. I wanted someone on this list that I could point to that said... They did both offense and defense better than almost anyone else. When you combined them, he did them both better than everyone else at the peak. So for me, I put Jordan on there, um, and the real and it came down to I wanted someone on this that represented both sides of the ball in sports. wasn't a single one on one on one type of situation where you have something like Tiger Woods. I wanted someone where I could point to and say. You know, we've got that famous saying, you reach, I teach. That's not from offense. That's from Michael Jordan playing great defense. So um, I have Jordan on my list for his contributions, not only offensively, but as an all-around wonderful athlete. Okay. I, I have to respect that. Like, there's nothing that I could say right now to discredit Michael Jordan being on your Mount Rushmore. Uh, the only reason, literally the only reason that I didn't put him on my Mount Rushmore is just because most of Jordan's career I've seen through NBA Classic, I've seen through YouTube, you know, like it wasn't, it, I was a kid when he was dominating yep. and I know I was watching back then, but I just don't remember it. And so it, it, it's cool, you know, he's got the six rings, he's the GOAT, he has an argument to be the GOAT of all GOATs, uh, but uh, just not being able to see it as much is, is what held me back. But you gave me the perfect segue into the next person on my Mount Rushmore. Not the greatest basketball player of all time, admittedly. I have Kobe Bryant. Really? I have Kobe Bryant on my Mount Rushmore because Whew. just as I was saying, I didn't get to see uh, I didn't get to see uh, Jordan's peak. You know, I, I got to see Jordan more at the tail end. I didn't get to see his peak. Kobe Bryant, someone I was able to watch from the moment I started watching basketball to the moment that uh, he stopped playing basketball. Uh, just some accolades for you for the people that don't know. Five-time NBA champion, two-time finals MVP, uh, one-time MVP snubbed twice by Steve Nash, still sour about that. 18-time uh, All-Star, 15-time All-NBA, 12-time All-Defense, top five all-time scoring. He has the best scoring performance we have ever seen in NBA history. I know Will scored 100. There's no video of that. I don't care. I'm throwing it out. Kobe Bryant has the best game that we've ever seen in our lives. Um, and to me, he was the best basketball player that I've ever seen. I know that a lot of people are going to hear that and go, oh, well, LeBron James. I get it. Yeah, I feel you. But for me, Kobe Bryant was the best player I've seen touch a basketball. Okay. 
I can't argue against the emotional side of that. I would say I think Jordan, you know, I would take Jordan and LeBron. But again, I can't argue with, you know, uh, especially growing up. Um, I don't know if there was an athlete that meant more to pl- people uh, than Kobe Bryant, especially in, in, in the NBA world. And I think that bled into just about everything. I mean, you want to talk about his impact off the court. How many times did you shoot a piece of paper into a trash can and say his name? I think there's a good case to be made that from, you know, 1990 to 2010, Kobe Bryant, so 2015, Kobe Bryant's name, Kobe, was mentioned more than almost anyone maybe other than the word Jordan when referencing when we talk about shoes. But Kobe became synonymous with something as simple as throwing a piece of paper in the trash. And you you used to do you call yell Kobe in every single sport. So I, I can't I can't argue with the transcendentness of it was cool to feel like you may be doing something that he does on a completely different level. And he made that really fucking cool for ever Kobe and you throw a ball in the you know you throw bundle up a piece of paper throw it in the trash can and it was everything you throw something in the sink Kobe throw something you know anywhere Kobe 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 it was fun and it was it, it you wanted to be part of it you wanted to be part of something and for that you you got to be a goat I think a lot of people as we go further and further uh, down the line here I think you know with analytics growing and, and becoming a bigger part of the sport, advanced analytics, advanced stats. Uh, people try to discredit his career a little bit just because he wasn't the most efficient player. Like, you know Kobe. Kobe was taking the shot. Kobe, you know, it doesn't matter if you if you defended him, he's taking the shot if you wanted to take the shot. So uh, I think a lot of the efficiency numbers lead people that didn't really watch Kobe to say, oh, well, he was just okay, you know, like, l- let's relax. No, if you were sitting there watching basketball during his prime, you know what time it is. And I think a lot of people tell on themselves when they try to start shitting on his career a little bit. Yeah, uh, I will I will harken back to conversations I had on Twitter this morning. Um, if you didn't fucking watch the game, shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. Don't tell me. Oh, well, you know, if you go back and look at the advanced analytics, you mean the advanced analytics that no one was using to drive the game across the NBA? Those advanced analytics? You know, people that used candles, did they ever hear about electricity? God, they're fucking dumb. I guess that makes them worse. That's the conversation people have when they don't know shit about shit. And they find something they can cling on to. To go back and discredit someone like Kobe Bryant because the advanced metrics, which we didn't look at the time, which we didn't have at the time, which we didn't implement at the time, and then hold that against him, to me, it's very simple. You don't watch basketball. You don't really like basketball. Or you have a hidden agenda besides those two things. And right off the bat, I can tell you're someone we really shouldn't be talking with because you don't understand the sport. So that's how I view people that like to go back in time and look at analytics and use tools that we did not have present at that time, and it was not a focal point. So I, I, I'm on board with you. Anyone standing up and trying to trash Kobe for advanced analytics, I mean, just find something else. Just go find something else. Just do something else with your time because 
you're really a wasted space. Right. And in his prime, he was easily the best NBA player. There's uh, people trying to rewrite history now and say Tim Duncan was the most dominant player of that era. Please shut up. If you were watching basketball, you know that Tim Duncan was not the most dominant force of that era, although he is the best power forward of all time. None of that matters here. Uh, Kobe Bryant, not the greatest basketball player of all time, but the greatest basketball player I have ever seen at his peak. Let's move on to my number two. Um, I think uh, my number two is Tom Brady, and I have put him on that list now based on what he just did. Uh, I moved him, and and before this Super Bowl, I had said if he can win this, he'll have now won in the AFC and the NFC. He has seven Super Bowls, and the seven Super Bowl part is more than any other franchise, okay? We have one player, a starting quarterback, the most important position in the modern NFL. He has more Super Bowl rings than franchises that have existed for 60 years. He doesn't play the defensive side of the ball. But I believe his coaching and his his cerebral ability, as noted by everybody on Tampa Bay who said, we just let Tom teach us, pushes him into the GOAT category. Seven rings is so fucking crazily unheard of. Now, here's the other thing that does it for me for Tom Brady. There is someone in the NFL who people have already decided is the greatest quarterback physically they've seen of all times. That's wonderful with Patrick Mahomes. He can never, ever, ever eclipse Tom Brady. He has now lost to Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. Details are irrelevant here. He lost to Tom Brady in the AFC Championship game. He's essentially 0 for 2 against Tom Brady in the playoffs. This is a very clear case there. If LeBron had gotten to uh, MJ and was able to beat him in the finals... We would put LeBron up there, period. They didn't, and we get to speculate. We will never have to speculate against uh, Tom Brady versus Patrick Mahomes. And I know there are a lot of details into that. You can listen to our old pods. I broke down how the defensive line was going to win that game. Guess what? But the facts are the facts. Ten Super Bowl appearances, seven wins. Okay? That's for a quarter of the NFL. Guess who's in the Super Bowl? Tom fucking Brady. Tom Brady has a better chance of making a Super Bowl than Steph Curry does making a three. Sheesh. End. Break it down like that, that's insane. End. The best three-point shooter of all time in the NBA. Shooting a ball in a hoop. Tom Brady's got a better chance to make the Super Bowl than he does make a three-pointer. Mike. So I also have Tom Brady on my list, so we do have some overlap. I had to give credit to the GOAT. Um, you, you covered it pretty much. I'm going to read some stats here that I was very impressed with. And I, I got a couple stats here at the end that you won't find on ESPN that I am also impressed with. So you already covered the seven Super Bowl wins. He has uh, four Super Bowl MVPs, uh, one in three different decades. We already know that. Um, He has the NFL record for most games started, wins as a starting quarterback, passing yards in both the regular season and playoffs, most passing touchdowns in both the regular season and playoffs, most game-winning drives, most division titles, most playoff wins, most Super Bowl wins. Now for the stuff that you won't find on ESPN. 
He's got one of the most beautiful wives in the world. He is one of the only people in the world that could restore Antonio Brown's image, and he did it successfully. <laughs> and last but not least, the most impro- impressive feat of them all, in my opinion, Tom Brady is the only person that I've seen publicly support Donald Trump and still have an immaculate approval rating. We don't give a fuck about that when it comes to Tom Brady. <laughs> no. We love him anyway, and I think that is the most important stat of all. I had to throw him on there. I really, I just, I think that wraps it up. Give me your third. <laughs> My fourth. Fourth, fourth, sorry. My fourth, I had to give a shout out. You know I had to give a shout out because we, we had this discussion on Twitter maybe a month or two ago. Serena Williams rounds out my GOAT list. And to make the argument, although I don't need to make the argument, you know what time it is when it comes to Serena Williams, the greatest tennis player of all time. Uh, I know that there's an argument for the men's side, you know, Nadal, Federer, Agassi, yada, yada. Serena Williams is my greatest tennis player of all time. 23 major victories. Uh, Argument, and I don't think it's a close argument, greatest female athlete or greatest woman athlete of all time. Uh, argument for greatest of all time among everyone uh she won a major while pregnant i mean yeah i know as if she wasn't already impressive enough she was pregnant and won a major tournament um in 10 years in in 10 separate years excuse me she ended the year as the number one ranked tennis player she's also ranked number one for the year in doubles with her sister venus uh, she's like Tiger Woods, someone that's drawing people to the television screen that don't normally watch the sport. That is, that's big for me. I don't watch tennis. I do watch Serena Williams, uh, and as she's just the most dominant force I've seen on a tennis court. And, and so, uh, like Kobe, like Tiger, uh, there are arguments to be made if she's the greatest of all time in her sport. But in my opinion, with my eyes, from what I've seen, Serena Williams greatest tennis player of all time she made my almost cut um here's here's what dropped her off um it's the same real reason i dropped woods off i'm taking my goats and my goats Uh, i didn't put roger federer on my list either uh grand slams are the way that we really view you know that's the ultimate for tennis players so um, you know, when, let's break down some numbers real quick. In men's singles, uh, Roger Federer and Rafael, Na, Rafael Nadal both have 20 career uh, Grand Slam singles. Uh, the Federer is number one in finals, semifinals, and quarterfinals across the board, um, but tied with uh, Nadal. When I go to women's singles, uh, Margaret Court, long time ago, she's number one with 24 over Serena. Chris Everett is over. Oh, so you said that's going to be Serena's record by maybe the end of next year. Yep, and it could be. Well, you know, let's not count out. Uh, um, darn it, why am I blanking on her name? Um, Osaka. Who just beat her? <laughs> yeah, Naomi Osaka. She she's the future. Right. So that's kind of we're already kind of nipping at that. And I'm not taking anything away from Serena, um, but she's not number one in any women's singles titles. Not number one in titles. Not finals. Not semifinals. Not quarterfinals. So, will she eclipse some of them? Is she she's tied with Chris Everett in quarterfinals? Probably get ahead of that next year. I don't know if she'll ever catch Chris Everett in semifinals. She's 12 off. Uh, can probably overtake titles, finals, and quarterfinals. We'll see. 
That's what's keeping I'm, her. I'm gonna keep it 100 with you, bro. Yeah. I don't give a fuck about quarterfinals, or semifinals, or, or any of that stuff. I'm on that board. Wins. wins is what I care about. How many times did you win the tournament? And she's one less right now than court. Yeah, and I barely know who that is. Right. So I got some. Yeah, and I, I look. I'm just saying this is this is what cut her down a peg for me. I've given both sides of this. Um, I think Serena. Now here's here to me was the number one stat for Serena, um, and it is the amount of years she's been at it, uh, longevity, 1999 to 2017 of winning. That's that's her stretch of title runs right now. 19 years. If she wins another Grand Slam, let's say she does, that would stretch it instantly to over 23 years. No one else on this list, in the top of this list, has anything above their 16 in 1923 to 1938. There isn't anyone on the 2000s in this list till you get down to her sister, Venus. The most dominating thing for Serena is the amount of time she's crushing everybody. 19 years she's gone through dominating. She's still at the top of her game. But she had a, in a reign of terror that's still continuing. So this is someone that has all the ability to climb all those records and own every single one of them. Right. You said it all. I think one of the uh, one of the underrated stats when it comes to Serena Williams is that she's never truly had a rival. Uh, I think yep. the biggest rival that she's had in her career was her sister, Venus Williams. Uh, yeah. People tried to make the Sharapova thing a rivalry, but she's dominated no. Sharapova every single time she's seen her, so not a rivalry. Uh, there's not been anyone in her class since maybe like the early 2000s, so... Just absolute domination from Serena Williams. Absolute domination. All right, I have two more people on my list. Go ahead. The number, yours. number one is the greatest Olympian of all time. Ah, uh, you got me on that one. Michael Phelps. Now, I wanted to break down a little bit. We won't do too long. Uh, Michael Phelps has 28 total medals. The next closer is, closest is Larissa Latianani. I don't know. Soviet Union. 1956-1964, she has 18 medals. Michael Phelps has 28. So he has 10 more medals than anyone else on this list. So then I continue with how dominating was he? Well, he has 23 gold medals. No one else has 10. To me, that does it. <laughs> I needed to look no fucking further. He has 23 gold medals. No one else has more than 10. No one else actually has 10 gold medals. Sheesh. There aren't many people with over... Here's the list of people with over 23 total medals. Michael Phelps. <laughs> so he has 10 more total medals than everyone else. And he's got 14 more gold medals. Than anyone else. It's... Yeah, I don't have any argument against Phelps. I, you know, you said Serena just missed your cut. Phelps was the next one up on my list. He's another one of those guys where you're drawing me to the sport solely for you. Solely for you. Yeah. And, and that's true, probably for the whole country. Don't nobody gives a damn about swimming. Right. Disrespect to the swimmers, but you were tuning in to watch Michael Phelps, though. I think the only reason that I didn't put him in my Mount Rushmore really is that. 
I only get to, or I only got to see Michael Phelps every four years. Yep. You know, where these other people are in my face constantly every day. Uh, Michael Phelps, you know, he, because of the nature of the sport, it, no fault of his own, he's still dominated. But yeah. I just, I don't get eyes on him as often. Yep. And and just to put another metric in there, how many gold medals do you think Usain Bolt has? Sheesh. He has an impressive number, but it's nowhere near Phelps. So I would say maybe like six, seven. Eight. It's incredible. He is eight. He 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 has to triple that to beat Phelps. Triple it. Never gonna happen. Phelps did four Olympics at the top level: two thousand four, two thousand eight, two thousand twelve, two thousand sixteen. Just absolutely, absolutely criminal shit he pulled off there. So I have Phelps at the top of that list. Uh, well, Phelps on this. Now here is where I, I here is where my cutting block went, and. I'm not too strongly about this, but when I looked at everything, I said, I believe I've got a blind spot here. I have to put, and I don't think they get mentioned, I just don't think he gets mentioned that much, and I believe he really should. Wayne Gretzky dominated hockey in ways we talk about these goats dominating their sport. There, there isn't any hockey player that's ever going to come close to what he was able to put together. Um, from how many goals he scored to the impact he had through multiple teams. I mean, the world, a large portion of the world shut down when he was traded. Um, <laughs> right, right after they win, uh, they win the Stanley Cup and he's traded immediately after. This was a huge fucking deal. Um, it's it's called the fucking trade. Uh, he's got. Uh, I just think he'll be synonymous with hockey forever, and the way he played, and the stats he owns, and even so much as to going into the Winter Olympics. Um, I, I I just don't know if anyone's going to dominate hockey the way he did. You're talking about someone who played. God, how many years did he play? 20 years in the NHL. He ended up with 1,400 games played, uh, 2,800 points. Just for me, I thought that because hockey doesn't get talked about, he kind of has gotten pushed off to the side. Uh, You know, I I don't know. Here's the other thing. Like the little stats we talk about, um, I, I just... His I think my favorite stat is there's the 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 uh, it's one of those he's so dominant that if you take every other pair of family members that have ever played in the NHL, him and his brother have scored the most points out of anyone, and his brother has something like five points. So he's so far ahead that there's not even like a pair of relatives that can catch him, um, and and he's won at every single level. Uh, I just. Uh, for me, I think it's a blind spot. I don't think either one of us really watch a whole lot of hockey. But when I looked at right. all the numbers, I go, "How you know?" We talk about domination. For me, that's it. I have no issue with Wayne Gretzky being on anyone's Mount Rushmore. The reason he's not on my Mount Rushmore is, like you just said, I don't watch any hockey. Like you, you say, uh, watch a little bit of hockey. I don't even watch a little bit of hockey. I, I watch zero hockey. Uh, so. 
yeah, that's 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 pretty much where I'm at with that. But you know, for anyone that watches Aki, if he was on their Mount Rushmore, that's fine. This is my Mount Rushmore. Yep. No hockey players on it. Here's where here's just a couple things. Uh, when it comes, these are just basic stats. When it comes to overall points, most points of NHL history. Uh, Wayne Gretzky is number one with 2,857. Number two is Yamir Yager. At, he has 1,921. Almost 1,000 more points than him. When it comes to goals, he has 100 more than Gordie Howard. How? Uh, when it comes to assists, he has 700 more than the next closest of Ron Francis. It, it's the fact that every single one of his records are so fucking high up on the shelf Compared to all the other greats that have ever played the game, it's frankly crazy to me. So uh, I look at that and I go, you know, uh, next in line, here are the next two people closest to Wayne Gretzky that are active players. Alex Ovechkin, who has 1,293, he would have to double his point total to still be 500 behind Wayne Gretzky. And Sidney Crosby, both these players are also about to be out of the league. And Sidney Crosby, who has 1,278. He is, if you took both of them and added them up, the two best scorers of the last 15 years in the NHL, and you added them both up, they wouldn't reach Gretzky. And they'd be off by, they'd almost be, I mean, they're almost off by uh, the difference between number two and number 25 on the list. So it is dramatic what he's done. I didn't want to just completely wash over him. So that's my four. That's your four. Um, I'll give you one more bonus. Just Go for it. Did you give us a bonus one? Yeah, you did give us a bonus. I have a category that I've called you didn't make it because of what you did. Okay. Uh, damn, I lost my train of thought. Where was I going with that? Uh, you're cut off. Oh, okay, okay, okay. No, I'm saying that the the last player. I mean, obviously, I would have liked to include Michael Jordan in there um, because he he is the goat. Uh, but I think if I had a chance, I feel like we kind of disrespected baseball a little bit. Uh, I, I'm not gonna lie to you. I kind of expected like a Cal Ripken or something to come from you. <laughs> yeah, baseball's so weird because it's such a different fucking thing. You have pitchers and then you have hitters. Like it's just, and I'll get in. I'll get into it. I have some of these on on my uh, on my. Uh, you would have made it, but you I know what you did. One or two, because I was waiting on some baseball from you, and I didn't get any. Well, let's cut into it real quick. I have a list. Like I said, it's called "You Would Have Made It," but you know what you did. And that list contains a few names. Uh, I have Tiger Woods in that list. You would have made it. You know what you did. I've got Barry Bonds on that list. Yeah, you would have yeah, made that's it. I thought about. You know what you fucking did. And I don't. I want to. I want to make this clear. Barry Bonds is by far the best hitter to ever step up to the plate when it comes to overall. The man stole more. St- Go back and look at Barry Bonds' career before the steroids. The man was stealing thirty bases a year. He was, a, he was a Hall of Fame level athlete before the steroids. He already had great plate vision. His walks in a season are fucking crazy. His home run record speaks for itself. His RBIs, everything. He almost single-handedly powered teams. But you know what you did. 
And I know everyone else was cheating. Well, I know that a lot of other people were cheating. So you beat all the cheaters. You still don't make it. Here's another one. Lance Armstrong. You would have made it. You know what you did. Everyone else was doing it as well. But you can't get on the list. Same reason Barry doesn't get on the list. You know what you fucking did. I don't care that you dominated cheaters. You know what you did. Um, and then to end it, I have a tie between Ali and Tyson. Where Tyson, I have read a book, uh, a couple books on Mike Tyson's life. It is absolutely devastating. It is one of the first books that I read that I just couldn't get through. And I had to, had to go pick it back up because of the way people treated Mike Tyson. Um, and the way people took advantage of him after uh, Gus died. Um, and really, he would have he would have been up there. Muhammad Ali said that Mike Tyson would have beaten him. That's all I need. But the run was short. He ended up on my, you dominated everyone, but you really needed to do it a little longer. So uh, those were kind of my cutoffs of people that I said, you know, you probably could have been up there. I had Federer and Serena as well. I just kind of, they kind of neutralized uh, themselves, but... Lance Armstrong, Mike Tyson, or Lance Armstrong, Barry Bonds would easily make it if it weren't for the steroids. And I, I, I go Ali and Tyson. I just think they cancel each other out. Uh, I don't know if that's fair, but that's where I've got them. I only have one person that we haven't mentioned yet that I think that uh, just deserves a little shout out here, some airtime. Uh, Cristiano Ronaldo is yeah. probably yeah. the best soccer player that I've ever seen. Now, I didn't put him on my Mount Rushmore because much like hockey, uh, the only time I'm really... Well, actually, I say closer to the Olympics. The only time I'm really seeing Cristiano Ronaldo is when they play internationally, when he plays for Portugal, because I don't watch too much club soccer. Uh, and uh, there's some stuff to be desired for Portugal's uh, international team historically. So that's probably not the best uh, way to, to put him forward, but he's got 663 career club goals. Like the man is a dominant force. He's the best soccer player I've ever seen in my life. Again, I don't have all the stats and facts cause I'm not a big soccer guy, but Cristiano Ronaldo is one of those people that make you pay attention, even though you're not necessarily a fan. Yeah. And I, I kind of went into the soccer territory and realized how quickly undermanned I was when I got into it and said, look, I can't, exactly. I can't differentiate. The way that people talk about their soccer heroes globally, I just can't wade into with any type of expertise. And because everything I could find online was so venomously fighting for their own uh, representative, it was tough to pull out the Pele's. Um, so I just kind of left it all where it was and said, I'll let someone else do a Mount Rushmore with soccer involved. I, I, I'm severely underarmed to even make that defense. Right, right. That's why he's not on my list. I can't make a good argument without sounding like I don't know what I'm talking about. But shout out to Cristiano Ronaldo. Yep. Okay. That does it for our GOAT talk. Now we're going to switch. We're going to switch into a little bit of a different direction here. Um, we wanted to throw this at the end here to give this pot a little bit of a different flavor at, for the outro. And that is NBA Top Shot. 
Uh, you've been looking into it. You texted me the other day. I've actually been sniffing around it for a little bit since it was mentioned on uh, another podcast, uh, the Ringer podcast with uh, KOC and Chris Vernon. Um, and NBA Top Shot. Here's my here's how I would describe it. You tell me if you've done more research and you've got better you've got a better hand around it. Basically, it is a novel idea, a blockchain idea. Uh, for the future of art and collectibles. Now, they capture, using a partnership with the NBA and the NBA NBA PA, they capture moments in time from a game, license it into a digital picture, flare it up a little bit, and then sell it to people. Now, this sounds kind of crazy, but you now own the rights to that image. There are only a certain amount of these images that are printed. Meaning, Jason Tatum can have a dunk one night. The dunk could be unremarkable. They market it. They say this picture of this dunk is going to be available only to three people. Here are the three people that own that picture. Now, that they put these moments inside of packs, just like you would open playing cards. You buy the packs for any variety of monies. It looks like it goes from like nine to like $23. For the most part in these packs, you're gonna get junk, trash, crap. Things you don't really care about. However, there are moments in here that are substantial and you own their right. Now I'm gonna pause. Do you think I got that right? Yeah, mostly. Uh, the only thing that needs a little correcting is that these moments are actually videos. It, it is the highlight that itself. It's not just a picture of the play. Mm. Uh, it's a full video of the whatever play it is that you receive or that you purchase. Okay, so it's interesting. That's that's a little different, and I'm I'm on board with that. Um, now I want to talk about it because right now, if you go on the NBA Top Shot site. Everything they have is sold out. All digital media is sold out. And there is a place called Marketplace where you can go into the marketplace and you can sell your moments. Some of these moments are listed for over $10,000. There's a Did you see one sold for 200000 yesterday? 200000 This it's is a LeBron moment. I think a LeBron dunk, I want to say it was. <laughs> Whatever it was, it was a LeBron play. And it went for two hundred thousand yesterday. Now I, I will say I will I will be honest. I love this idea. If you're trading two hundred thousand for one of these moments, I do believe something. You're doing something else with that money. Meaning, I do think people can use this as a way to transact cash and then transact goods in person. Where they're using this almost as a front, because I see, to clean your money, you can clean your money. Because tell me why this would be worth two hundred k for LeBron. You don't think when that top shot comes out of LeBron shooting the ball in the NBA Finals, that's not worth more? There are some things about this I'm highly skeptical about. I get that it's early access, but we aren't talking about any of these moments being career defining. We haven't even gotten into that realm yet. Right, I don't understand why a LeBron regular season dunk would go for 200000 
honestly, I don't understand why any of these things would go for 200000 but if it were something like a Zion poster or a John Morant game winner or something where, like, the value of this might be exponentially higher in the, in the future, you know, I, I get that. You but can, yeah. The year sixteen LeBron regular season dunk going for two hundred thousand. I can't say I understand that. Julius Randle has a dunk right now. It's the you know it's a great dunk. Um, it's going for fifteen hundred. Uh, if I type in Julius Randle, let me see. I want a Julius Randle signed rookie card. That's worth sixty bucks. Online, I can get a Julius Randle signed. Uh, it's a different Julius Randle. Um, autographed rookie cards. Let's go online. Let's see how much. And, and this is this is what I'm. Julius Randle signed. Hold on. While you look for that, let me just jump in here a little bit. Go for I, it. I think I like the idea in general. You know, I like the idea of trying to get in on. It's kind of like the future of sports cards. You know, when we were young, we would buy the pack of tops, you know, whether it be MLB, yep. NBA, NFL. We'd go and we'd trade amongst each other for our favorite players. And I could see that being the same thing here with NBA Top Shot, where it's like, look, yeah, I got some Devin Booker. Yo, you you have some De'Aaron Fox. I, I want some De'Aaron Fox. You want some Devin Booker. Like, let's make a deal here. Yep. You know, but it's it's – it's the future, and and so I see I see where they're trying to go with it. To be honest, the first time I heard, I, I don't know where I heard of it first, but when I did hear it, it sounded a little funny to me. Like I'm buying highlights online, but then the more that I got to think about it, I have a box full of old trading cards in my closet right now. Like right. It, it's not any different. It's just this is digital. You can't lose it. That's good at least, right? Yeah. And it's the future, but like I can go get a Julius Randle rookie card signed for looks like there's one on eBay. Julius Randle 2014 in his Laker jersey uh goes for 650. So that's his rookie card, right? That's what I would equate this to. But online they're going for 1600 to me there's something horribly off in that value that's the only thing that puts me off is that there's some shady shit happening with it because the math ain't there the math just ain't fucking there what what can i get for it has to do a little bit with maybe like supply and demand like you could go find a julius randall rookie card but with these digital you know things on this blockchain like there is only x amount and they're right there like you know where they are you just can't have them yeah and i get that that and that's it right you're you're holding this moment you have this julius randall moment but what fucking moment is it it's not anything i would say that his signed rookie card uh, in this prism collection looks better and is probably worth more in the long run than a dunk from an NBA regular season game. How many of those do you see? You see a bunch. Um, you can get a, just to kind of put it around with what you could get instead of your, your um, instead of your Julius Randle uh, top shot for $4,900, for, sorry, for $500, you can get a Ma Magic Johnson autographed jersey. Um, you can get a game-worn jersey from LeBron James for 1200 that's signed by him. So, which would you rather have? And that's why I believe this is the future of art. 
okay? I believe that you will see really bright LED screens in people's houses. And imagine this, imagine a world where I have my a big, a big monitor, instead of a one art display on my wall, I've got this big LED, uh, you know, LED screen that's beautiful and crisp, and it rotates through the 100 Top Shot moments that I own. And no, you know, I, these are all unique. You're not going to catch these around through highlight reels on SportsCenter or so-and-so. This is, I have it here. That, to me, is the future of, of, of art. I have these rotating pictures or clips, especially for the sports fan. I think that would be really cool. People go, oh, I haven't seen that dunk before. Well, you're not going to. I own it. Now, <laughs> hey, that, I didn't even think about that. that. That's pretty cool, that, that idea of hanging up your your NBA top shot moments. Like, yeah, come come through. I got LeBron. I got I got 2014 LeBron dunking on Jason Terry. It's right here. Yeah, and I think that's the cool part about it. I think it's a little out of whack right now in terms of its actual value, but I do see the future in it. Um, I, I have, you know, I'm in Bitcoin. I'm in some of these altcoins. I'm not in Dogecoin. Um, that's crazy. But um, I am let, in... Let me stop you there real quick. Because yeah. you made a comparison that I was about to make. Do you think that these prices, people paying whatever on the marketplace and just trying to get in right now is kind of almost like people trying to get in at the beginning of Bitcoin? You know, like you see that in the future, yeah. this thing could be huge. So yes, let me pour in $10,000 into this today because in 2055, you know, this moment from 2020 might be worth $100,000 or something like that. You know, do you think that's what's happening here? Because I, I, I kind of get the feeling that that's what's happening. I believe that, so first, I agree with you. I think that that is driving some of the prices up. I believe the supply and demand and it's new is driving the price up. Unfortunately, I don't believe that most of these moments are gonna fucking matter. Okay, for instance, if I've got a top shot and I pay five, and that, this is what we're paying for. You're paying Julius Randle 1300 you get one of his dunks. You get one of his dunks, right? How many dunks is he going to have in his career? Probably uh, 100, 200 in a season, or something like that. And so you've got one. It has no significance besides that. I think the problem with this is determining, and it's just like alternate coins. There are a ton, there are tons of Bitcoin, Dogecoin, Litecoin, Ethereum coin, yada, yada, yada. This is the early stages of figuring out what matters and what doesn't. A lot of this crap will not matter in a year. Julius Randle looks great. It's been seven years since he's been drafted. Six years. Uh, okay, he could fade right back to obscurity. Like, that can happen. And then, so, I'm not sure, I think with these top shots, you have to know what you're looking for. And I think just like with these alternate coins, you're going to have a lot of people investing in the wrong shit, and they're going to get lost, and they're going to forever hold it against the entire industry. I think right now it's overinflated. I love the idea. I hate the price. For instance, we talked about who was it that went for two hundred thousand? Uh, it was a LeBron James dunk. Oh, right. <laughs> two hundred, not the slap off the backboard, right? No, uh, no, no. This was a Lakers play. Right. So just a play in a regular season where they're the third seed. Um, and I look at that and I go for two hundred k. You could have legitimately four Bitcoin. 
For four Bitcoin, you can buy yourself any Tesla item on the market. I, I, I have a tough time bridging the gap between these things. And I know people go, well, they are what people pay for them. Trust me, I fucking get it. I'm telling you, I love the idea. I love, I, I like the execution. I don't trust at all what's happening with the prices. At all. Yeah. I mean, what's going to happen when there's much that marketplace? To be honest, like I do want to see if I can catch a drop on the uh, on the cards. Yeah. Car, well, the packs, I guess. I'm waiting to open a pack too. Right, right. I, I want a pack, but I'm not messing with the marketplace right now. No, and and I think that's that's where some shady shits going on. Is you know when Bitcoin was developed, it was designed to be a backdoor, really through uh illegal drugs or illegal services and that's how people traded it it was only for illegal things on the black market um it's developed into something more which has led to these events seth curry has an assist it's up there on the marketplace for 1375 seth fucking curry i will never pay 1300 dollars for anything with seth curry I don't understand how you could. You are talking about if they drop three top shots a year for some of these players, it would make sense. But I don't know. The prices on this right now are wild as shit. I don't know if people are using them to illegally trade things back and forth because some things are just completely out of whack. Other things make more sense. A Ben Simmons layup is fourteen forty. A Joel Embiid is two hundred dollars. De'Aaron Fox on a layup is a thousand. Gordon Hayward on a layup is forty seven hundred. Fred Van Fleet three hundred uh, three pointers sixty six. There's no correlation between any of those in any way, shape, or form. None of those players are drawing more than any other player or is better on the court. The marketplace in here is a treacherous area. Be a seller. I would be wary of being a buyer. 100%. 100%. I do want some packs because hey, if, if I end up with a little John Morant action, some LaMelo ball, I was looking to see if I could buy low on some LaMelo ball. Yeah. Uh, spoiler, you can't, you can't buy low on almost anything of value. But <laughs> if I can get one of those packs, I'm looking to, to maybe snag a LaMelo ball. Um, someone who you know right now may not be you know the hot shit, but in 10 years, you know, could be a, a star. You know, that, that would be something I'm looking for in terms of value. But like I said before, I'm really waiting to see when I can get a pack because they're all sold out right now and I want one. Yeah, there's a Mikhail Bridges. Even if you wanted to go for a fringe player, there's a Mikhail Bridges dunk, metallic gold. That is going for a minimum price of 2K. Mikhail Bridges, who will never make an all-star game. 2K. <laughs> Just, you know, just telling everyone, I, I'm all on board on this idea. I love it. You're telling me this is going for 2K and such? I'm telling you someone's using this to push other product. Period. Because there ain't no fucking way someone looked at it and said, my investment today is going to be Mikhail fucking Bridges for 2 fucking K. I need that Mikhail Bridges. You think they ain't pumping out Mikhail Bridges here soon? Like, th these fringe players, there's going to be... You have to think about the demand. Right now, there's, there's the supply is limited. This, there's a, a lot more demand than there is supply, so all the prices are out of whack. I do want to pack. I, have, we have, I don't think anyone has any idea when they drop. They just pull them out of the sky, and they're like, here you fucking go. 
um, and I'm set up for notifications. I'm just saying, if you're on it right now, take a deep breath. If you got your packs, sell them, the ones that you can. Understand that every time they open a new pack, more and more is entered into the marketplace, which will drive down really your value. So uh, just be careful. It is a fucking awesome idea. And like I said, I envision it as something that it sits on your wall and these Top Shot moments play like 10 in a row. Like, I can't think of anything cooler in a man cave than having a highlight reel that I fucking purchased going for moments that I fucking own. I think that's dope as shit. I think it should be in every sport. Oh, shit, I got the fucking Derrick Henry stiff arm. That, right? That's yeah, fucking yeah, dope. Hey, I might pay some ridiculous money for the Derrick Henry stiff arm. I'm not going to lie. So I understand why this is a, a growing, why this yep. is growing in popularity. Uh, we're on, on board with the idea and concept. Just be careful. All right. Any parting thoughts? We went through our goats. We went through the future of sports art. And now we got any parting thoughts. No, not too many parting thoughts. Uh, most of my sports time lately has been consumed by looking at mock drafts and trying to figure out who the Titans are going to draft. Uh, we're getting into the dog days of the NBA season. You know, the right before the All-Star break is where you kind of start getting a little fatigued, like, ah, all right, you know, like, I, I don't know if I'm going to spend the, the the five hours every night watching some hoops. I pick, I, I'm, I've been picking a game a night and focusing on that you know the the nba season really turns up after the all-star break this is like that dull period where we kind of just you know we kind of truck through it so uh, that's where i'm at right now you can find me pick and play 37 on twitter where i'm currently going back and forth with brown fans about why baker mayfield isn't a top 15 quarterback um uh, it, and it, it's absolutely absurd to me that someone could sit there and try to make the case Baker's top 15 now? Uh, I, know, I know, I know. I actually laid out a list, not to derail this NBA pod, but I laid out a list of all the quarterbacks that I believe are better than him, and I don't really believe that it's necessarily close. Um, and I got to 18. Now, they are they are thrashing me, and I'm going to not look at it anymore. Um, but the, the, the funny thing is people that like to go, I go, hey, just watch the game. And that's a big thing we're a proponent of here. We love the numbers. But the numbers back up what you're fucking seeing. Or tell you if you need to go back and look at something twice. Baker Mayfield, you, know, you talk to these people a lot and the person goes, Hey, um, I watched Baker Mayfield handle the Steelers through his career. And I go, yeah, but I compared him to Big Ben. Because you don't watch the fucking games. Ben hasn't played in three, no, four of the games that the Browns have played with Baker. One of them... Baker didn't even play. It was fucking Tyrod. So he didn't play at all in 2019. He beat you guys. He beat you soundly. And just to give you an idea of the breakdown, games that Ben plays against Baker Mayfield, the Steelers win by an average of eight and a half points. So there's just, it, the Twitter's full of, the world's full of stupid people who are very eager to open their mouth and let you know how fucking dumb they are. But uh, you can find me at Pick and Play 37 on Twitter. I'm uh, more than happy to go back and forth about things. You can find Leo at Pick and Scroll Hoop or Pick and Scroll. I keep wanting to throw that fucking hoops on there. Pick and Scroll. Um, really, we're going to be churning out NBA content. We're going to have an NFL pod in a couple weeks. We may do some March Madness. 
Uh, until then, everyone stay safe. We are almost through this pandemic, it looks like. Get your vaccines, mask up, hunker down. Peace.